Section 9 of The Complete Works of Bran, The Iconoclast, Volume 12. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rita Boutros. The Complete Works of Bran, The Iconoclast, Volume 12, by William Cowper Bran. Section 9. The following is the account of the shooting of Bran from the Waco Times-Herald. See the editorial for the attitude of this paper. The anti-mortem statement of Davis and the statements of Moore, Hall, and Sherman Vaughan are identical in both papers and are therefore not repeated. The Times-Herald gave no statements from Earp, Peterson, Chase, Inslee, nor Duggar. Note other statements not given in the Tribune. Terrific Deadly Conflict A fearful street fight in which W.C. Bran and Tom E. Davis were riddled with pistol shots and William H. Ward shot through the hand. Bran, editor of Iconoclast, dead. The life of Tom E. Davis, the well-known real estate man of Waco, hangs by a slender thread with almost every chance against him. Bran Baylor Affair, the cause. A motorman and musician wounded by flying missiles, ward in jail on a charge of assault to murder. The city thrown into a whirlwind of excitement over the fearful affair and happy homes made sad. At this writing, nine o'clock, W.C. Bran, editor of Bran's Iconoclast, and Tom E. Davis, a prominent real estate man of this city, lie dangerously wounded with a likelihood of their dying at any moment. William H. Ward, an employee of W.C. Bran, is shot through the right hand. Cy Kennedy, a motorman on the streetcar line, is shot in the right knee, and Kepler, a traveling musician, is shot in the right foot. The three men last named are only slightly wounded. W.C. Bran is shot through the left groin in the right foot and through the middle of the back about the lower part of the shoulder blade, ranged upward and outward, coming out at the front side near the point where the arm joins the body. Tom E. Davis is shot twice in the right arm, the balls going through the arm, leaving four holes, one in the upper left arm near the shoulder, on the outer part of the arm. This ball ranged to the back and came out just a little ways in the left shoulder. Another shot took effect in the right breast near the nipple, ranged outward and backward, coming out of the back near the side. Another shot took effect in the back near the right side, about the waistband, ranged outward and downward, and lodged just over the spine, just under the skin. Another shot took effect just under the right arm, ranged backward, coming out about six inches in the back. This made a total of six shots that took effect in Davis's body. From best information obtained, the cause of the trouble dates back to the old Bran Baylor affair. It was during this trouble that Mr. Davis was an outspoken advocate for Baylor, 
and had made the same statement that scores of other people in Waco are accredited with having made that Bran is a scoundrel and ought to be run out of town. Mr. Davis was fearless and outspoken, and Mr. Bran learned of the stand he took. Yesterday it seems that Mr. Bran, in company with Mr. W. H. Ward, an employee of his, made it convenient to come in contact with Mr. Davis, and one of them, supposed to be Mr. Bran, cursed Mr. Davis as he passed them. Mr. Davis had been out on the street, where he had just been passed by the men a couple of times, and returned to his office on Fourth Street, between Franklin and Austin Streets. He had been in his office only a minute or so when Messrs. Bran and Ward passed, with Bran on the inside. As the two men passed, Mr. Davis says that one of them remarked in a loud voice, There is the damned cowardly son of a... blank. He will take anything. To which Mr. Davis replied, Are you scoundrels talking about me? The shooting followed immediately. When the shooting ended, Davis was taken into French's newsstand, and several physicians were called in. Opiates were administered, and it looked as if Davis would die at any moment. He talked some to his friends, frequently saying, They have got me. I am bound to go. County clerk Joni Jones was present, and all being fearful that Davis might die at any moment, Mr. Jones took his anti-mortem statement, which is given below. Mr. Bran was taken to the city hall by officers Sam Hall and Dury, where he was laid upon a couch, and other physicians attended him until 7.20 o'clock, when he was taken home, being accompanied by physicians and friends. Ward, Kennedy, and Kepler all repaired to the drug stores and had their wounds dressed. Something near an hour after the shooting, Mrs. Davis and her children came from their home in East Waco to the side of the wounded husband and father. At dark, Davis was removed to the Pacific Hotel, where Dr. J. C. J. King attended him in his official capacity. Mrs. Davis was with her husband, and numerous friends were present to administer every want. Mr. Ward employed an attorney. Justice W. H. Davis was called up by telephone, and about nine o'clock he opened court in his courtroom. Mr. Ward, through his attorney, waived all formalities, preliminaries, and examination, and was granted bond in the sum of $4,000, which he failed to give, and went to jail. From the moment the first shot was fired, citizens rushed to the scene from every part of the city, and in a moment after the firing had ceased, there were fully one thousand persons on Fourth Street surging around French's newsstand, while there were two-thirds that number at the city hall where Mr. Bran was being attended to, and up until after midnight the streets were filled with hundreds and hundreds of citizens grouped here and there, in all of the hotels and on the street corners discussing the one absorbing question the shooting at midnight both mr davis and mr bran were alive with the former resting much easier e p norwood mr e p norwood said just prior to the shooting i had walked up fourth street passing mr bran and ward standing in front of krauss's store 
near Bankers Alley, when I met Herman Strauss, who insisted that I go back across the alley to Lanieri's saloon. As we went back, I saw Bran and Ward still standing where they were, and at that moment Tom Davis had just come up the sidewalk in front of Lanieri's, and, leaving Bankers Alley without crossing it, he went immediately to his office. In a moment I saw Bran and Ward go directly to Davis's office. I thought nothing unusual of this, not knowing that any difficulty was liable to occur, and went into Lanieri's to take a drink. In a moment or so I heard two or three shots fired, and I immediately ran to the door. When I got where I could see the men, I saw Davis on the ground, and Brand and Ward standing up, firing at him. I am positive that Ward fired one shot, if not two shots. He ceased, and Brand continued firing, until an officer rushed right into the shooting and caught Bran. John Sleeper Mr. John Sleeper was an eyewitness and made the following statement. I was standing in the 4th Street entrance to my store, and was looking south on 4th Street, and saw Mr. Bran and Mr. Ward coming up the sidewalk from the alley in front of the Cotton Belt ticket office, and then turned and looked north towards Austin Street, and while looking in that direction I heard three pistol shots almost simultaneously and turned and looked in the direction from which the pistol shots came, and saw Mr. Tom Davis reeling and falling to the sidewalk, and Mr. Bran firing upon him. Mr. Davis fell to the ground almost in a heap, and rolled over as many as four times. Mr. Ward handed Mr. Bran a pistol, and Bran stepped forward towards Davis, and began firing on him as he was rolling upon the sidewalk. Bran and Ward then turned and walked away on 4th Street towards Austin Street to a point directly opposite my door, where I was standing, when two police officers came across 4th Street from the direction of the Citizens National Bank, and as they came up to Bran he remarked, "'Gentlemen, I am shot,' but Ward said nothing. I noticed blood flowing from Ward's right hand as if he was wounded in it. I did not see Mr. Davis or Mr. Ward either shoot at any time. Ab Vaughn Mr. Ab Vaughn, a well-known man about town, says that while crossing 4th Street from the Cotton Belt ticket office towards the Pacific Hotel, he passed Bran and Ward in the street on the east side of the street railway track, and that he overheard one of them say to the other, I wouldn't do it though which one spoke he was unable to say. He paid no attention to the remark at the time, and stepped into the Pacific Saloon. The next instant he heard the reports of a pistol, followed in rapid succession by a number of other shots. W. O. Brown Mr. W. O. Brown made the following statement. A few minutes before six o'clock, I was at the Pacific Hotel Bar, in company with W. C. Bran. We conversed together for fifteen or twenty minutes, during the course of which Baylor University was discussed, as well as the trouble attendant upon his philippics against it. Before parting, Mr. Bran remarked in rather a sneering way, I expect to get killed, but when I am, Baylor will have become a thing of the past, or words to that effect. 
we separated and i walked down fourth street to austin where i met my wife and a lady friend in our phaeton and after a moment's conversation with her entered a buggy with mr c m clisby and started to the opera house just as we turned the corner i heard a pistol shot perhaps two and turning my head saw tom davis fall to the sidewalk i jumped from the buggy and ran towards my wife's phaeton fearing her horse would take fright but finding my fears groundless hastened to the scene of the shooting and there found tom davis lying on the sidewalk and assisted in carrying him into french's newsstand i heard several shots fired after i saw davis fall but who fired them i am unable to say judge j w davis judge john w davis said i was standing on fourth street just below the pacific hotel entrance talking to a number of gentlemen among them john w marshall i heard a pistol shot up fourth street and turned and saw in front of w f williams and company's office what appeared to be several men in a scuffle the larger man was falling toward the street shots were fired into him as he was falling and continued after he was lying on the sidewalk and was rolling over the shots were fired in such rapid succession that it seemed impossible for them to have come from one pistol i did not recognize the participants at first but thought that the man falling was tom davis after eight or ten shots had been fired i recognized w c bran with a policeman i could not tell what was the relative position of the party they all seemed to be in a clump j w williams john w williams says just a few moments before the shooting tom davis came into our office that of williams and company and said hello to tom sparks who was talking to me he then turned and went out in a moment i heard a click as though a pistol was being cocked and at that time recognized the voice of davis saying something like don't talk to me at the same time i saw the tail of davis's coat go back as if he was trying to draw his pistol rapid shooting followed as if from several pistols when i reached the door i saw ward either shoot or push davis down his hand being almost or quite against davis and davis between me and him at the same time as the push or shot from ward i saw bran fire and the firing was continued by bran davis at this time struggling on the ground or sidewalk and called out to me that he was murdered i got his pistol bran continued to fire and snapped his pistol several times after davis was down the shots were fired very rapidly and as i was looking at and watching bran so intently i cannot say whether ward was shooting or not as i was not looking at him w s gillespie mr w s gillespie said i was sitting in my office a few minutes prior to the shooting and noticed mr bran and mr ward his business manager standing across the street on the corner of banker's alley in very earnest conversation looking across the street as if watching someone or something and finally came across to the corner in front of my office 
and after they passed going north towards Austin Street, I heard the rapid firing of guns, and ran out and found T. E. Davis lying on the sidewalk, and I went up to him and asked him if he was very badly hurt, and he remarked, They have assassinated me, they have murdered me, and friends came up to my assistance, and he was conveyed to French's cigar store. B. H. Kirk Mr. B. H. Kirk said, At the time of the shooting, I was on the sidewalk in front of Mr. Mackey's office. I noticed W. C. Bran and W. H. Ward together, crossing 4th Street from the direction of Krause's store, and walking towards Tom Davis's office. A moment or two after I heard two shots fired very near together, and looking, saw Tom Davis on the sidewalk in front of his office in the act of falling. As he lay on the sidewalk, two more shots were fired into him. After these last two shots, Davis rolled over and fired at Bran, and I thought hit him in the breast. After that, several more shots were fired into Davis. Bran and Ward were about three feet from Davis during the firing, standing near the outside of the sidewalk and perhaps a little nearer to Austin Street. I cannot say I saw W. H. Ward fire, but my impression is that all three were shooting. R. H. Kingsbury R. H. Kingsbury said, I was standing close to the telephone post between Pacific Hotel Bar and Moses Newsstand when I heard one or two shots fired almost together. I exclaimed, Tom Davis is killed, for I saw him on the sidewalk in front of his office struggling and rolling. As Davis lay on the sidewalk, dead as I thought, there were two men shooting at him. These men, I learn, were W.C. Bran and his bodyguard, W.H. Ward. While so shooting at Davis, Bran was in front of Ward, and both were firing. I do not know if Davis fired before he was down. Later Later, at 1 a.m., a Times Herald reporter visited the home of Mr. Bran and found him dying. At 10.30 o'clock, he had a hemorrhage of the lungs, which filled one of them up, and the lung was still bleeding at 1 a.m., and his vitality was fast ebbing away. Dr. M. L. Graves said that the sufferer could not possibly live longer than two hours, and was liable to die at any moment. At 1 a.m., Mr. Tom Davis had not rallied from the effects of his wounds, and but little hope was entertained for his recovery. Mr. Davis has wonderful vitality, and his great strength may yet pull him through, though there is but the faintest hope that it will. Dr. King is still at his bedside, doing all that is possible for him to do. Later, at 1.55 o'clock this morning, W.C. Bran, the noted editor of Bran's Iconoclast, breathed his last. Just before the end came, his family and intimate friends were gathered about him. His lungs were filled from the internal hemorrhage, and he passed peacefully away. 3 a.m. At this hour, Mr. Tom E. Davis is rapidly sinking, and it is thought that the end is near at hand. It may be possible for the wounded man to live as long as two hours, but all hope has fled, and the end is watched for, which may come at any minute. His physicians say he is dying. End of section 9